okay. I, I need to I need to get the podcast started. Boot up the podcast, Val. I'm afraid I can't do that. Um, wh- why not? It seems in nobody's best interest. I think it's in many people's best interest, Val. We need to we need to start the podcast. There are people who need to to know what we, what what's been played and listened to and and put into eyes. Would you be talking about people's weeks as well? Yes, Val. We'd be talking about people's weeks and how they went and and having a general catch up while we do skits and, and voices and such. Mm, I'm still not sure. Um. Well, see, there'll be two queer trans ladies hosting it, and oh, just, oh, goodness, just open the podcast, Val. All right, fine. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Cake Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a natter about our weeks and do some skits and voices and talk about the things what we've put into our brains. Update, Smudge Watch. Smudge is not here today. Nope, last week she was here the whole podcast and very well behaved, I must mm-hmm. say. Today she's like, eh, did it once, been there, seen that. Been on that. I have other podcasts. Yeah, I've got to go, you know, be a silent extra in... Mabim Bam. Mabim Bam. Yeah, that next episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me You Hear, you know that not hearing a cat that you hear? That's Smudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's actually appearing in the next three episodes. She'll be appearing with each McElroy. Ah, I see, I see. So, how, how has your week been? Eventful. We've, we've had a pretty busy one. We've, we've been a bit non-stop this week. Loss, loss has happened. We've, we've been, we've been pretty non-stop. Yeah, I mean, from the weekend, we had my girlfriend came down. We hang out yeah. for a couple of days. Uh, then got pierced. Yeah. You got your ears done. I got my schnot, my snoot done. <laughs> your schnoz. My schnoz. My schnoot. <laughs> my tiny sore snoot. Uh, then we headed off to Brighton yeah. and went dancing. Uh, which didn't really work we'll, out. We'll get there on listen. We weren't having a good time where we were dancing, so we went home and danced in a garden. Yeah. So, so lay in a hammock. I lay in a hammock looking up at the stars. It was a rather magical night. It was. Yeah. It was very pleasant. Yeah. Uh, queer and pleasant, in fact. Because yeah, we were there. Indeed. Um, the, but we did not so much the bit with the strangers. That bit was not so good. Not so good, no. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we headed back. Uh, oh, then we got, went and got tattoos. Yeah, we got tattoos. So, um, so tell us about your tattoo. Uh, I got a... Every season of Dice Funk that we do, which is the Dungeons and Dragons podcast I'm on. I'm on seasons three, four, and five. Every season, as... As it's ending, I get a tattoo to commemorate a character that I've spent basically nine months creating and then I put away in a box and never do anything with again. Mm. So I'm like, I want to have just a nice reminder of each of these characters to go, yeah, 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 they had a good arc. Mm -hmm. So I got a tattoo. Uh, Season five one, my character's Leah Moira, who's a, a, a basically a space hippo captain of a starship who... Basically just wants our crew to be friends and love each other and everything to be okay. And then actually, you know, has to step up and be a proper captain. Uh, having a hug with Dreg, our security officer, who at the he's start... Grumpy. He's very grumpy. At the start of the show, him and the captain do do not... They, they don't gel very well. But then later, he voluntarily gives my character a hug. And it was a very sweet moment that I have mm-hmm. a lot of love for. And it's a very cute yeah. design. Uh, from the lovely Cosminion on Twitter, Ooh. who does amazing fan art for for, for Dice Funk, and cons- that's some very official fan art, right? <laughs> oh, very much so. Yeah, like consistently, like Cosminion is 
like puts out lots of fan art, mm-hmm. and is consistently one of my favorite fan art people out there. Like, I'm a big fan myself. They always get like very spot on what I'm imagining with my characters. Yeah, like so, when you did the um, the, you ran an episode where yeah. everybody was small. Um, <laughs> I, 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 as soon as you mentioned the idea to me, I was like, I need to see what Cosmignon's going to do. Yeah. This is going to be adorable. So, I like. There are many, many fan artists who I've really loved, but Cosmignon is a very consistent one that gets gets. What I what I'm going for with and works the really quickly as well, yeah. which helps you sort of go like write me the episode. Hey, it's this thing. Wow. Yeah. So I I did the thing that I occasionally do, and I went. You've given me so much wonderful free art of my character. I'm gonna pay you to do some art of my character, mm. and then get that art tattooed on me. So that's what I did. Mm. A, a hug between dragon a party hat and Leah Moira. What about yeah. you? Tell us about your tattoo. My tattoo. Well, you might recognise it. It's a, a sort of a. A heart with a bit of a crack in it and some really cool eyes. Yeah. And then it sort of looks like it's got a gas flame on it and some cool um, blue, pink and white wings. I, I do indeed recognise You might recognise this as, as your logo that you use in places. Indeed, it's that one what pops up on things like the YouTube and that. Yeah, uh, is it on the YouTube? I think it's in the, uh, the YouTube. I think it is now. I don't think the, the animated YouTube intro that I've used for like, I think oh, the last right. two or three years has had that, has that in. And it animates in. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's your logo. Yeah. Without the lettering, it's it's just the image. It's just the image. It's very nice. I saw <laughs> I saw how it looked on you and how good they did it at the tattoo place. And I was like, maybe, I, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe 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 me maybe maybe I yes. <laughs> We've got tattoos done. Um, mine's all line art, so it's mm. healing up very nicely. Mine is lots and lots and lots of fading. So yeah. Fading between lots, blue and lots, pink. Lots and of lots and lots of, of colours, so it's gonna take a little longer. It's gonna take a little while, it's gonna scab up a treat in a few oh, days. It's, you were gonna have one big scab. One big old itchy itchy scab. <laughs> but then I'm gonna be pretty. Yeah, you're already very pretty. Oh. <laughs> so <gasps> So what have you played? Really, really not a lot this week. Um we had a four day weekend and we used it all, like all of it not really consuming much media. Um, yeah, we spent a lot of time lying in the garden. Yeah. Enjoying the sunshine. Doing, doing a lot of, a lot of things that weren't, uh, weren't watching or playing, so. Watching yeah. the world go by, watching clouds. <laughs> yes, yeah. watched some clouds. I've watched a lot of clouds. There were a lot of nice clouds. Clouds, 10 out of 10, would recommend. Mm-hmm. Very calming to watch. Um, I played a bunch of Pokemon Go. Pokemon. In my continued quest for uh, for Pokemon. Did you catch any um, strange and interesting new Pokemon down in Brighton? Uh, no interesting, strange new ones, I don't no, think, down in no Brighton. No regional exclusives for Brighton? No, no Brighton regional exclusives. I will tell you what I did, though. Mm-hmm. I played a bunch of Pokemon Go on... What day was the 20th? Was that Saturday? <laughs> was it Saturday morning? I think. I'm having to check calendar. I don't know how calendars work. Saturday. Okay, Saturday morning, the morning of the 20th of April, sometimes referred to as 4.20 in reference to drugs. I I realised in my Pokedex in Pokemon Go, I had caught 416 species of Pokemon, and I was like, if I can just find four new species of Pokemon that I've never caught before... I can make a joke. I'll have 420 species of Pokemon, and I can make the weed joke. And... I did. I did a big walk. Um, it helps that eggs. Uh, there was an eggs extravaganza event going on where eggs took half as long a distance to hatch. 
So I just hatched a bunch of eggs and I, I got I got a munchlax. I know that was one of them. Um, I spent all day trying to get a Sinnoh stone so I could get another of the, the Gen 4 evolutions. Didn't manage that, but mm-hmm. by about 10 o'clock at night, I managed to find four species I'd never found before. Yeah, And I did indeed do the weed joke. Also, I realise that's like 1% of all the species I've ever found in Pokemon Go were found in one day. That was a good day. That was a good day. You were inspired. Yeah. So you think how quickly you could knock all this out? <laughs> it, it's amazing what trying trying stubbornly to do a stupid joke will um, help you to accomplish. How do you think I got so far into my Pokemon shiny quest in Let's Go? It's like, sure. I said I'd do a thing. I decided I'd do it. I'm committed now. Filled with determination. Yeah. What about you? What you been playing? Um, I I finally knocked out my Labo VR blaster. Oh yeah. How how long did it take you? Uh, about an hour. Okay, you did it quicker than me. Yeah, I it's took, supposed to take about two to three hours. I took probably about two, maybe a little over. Granted, like we have fundamentally different ways of making Labo. Yeah, you wait to be instructed on every little thing, and I go, I know, I fold all of these bits on. Yeah, all of but these occasionally things. you're told to fold them the other direction. It doesn't hurt to fold them the one on my first. Yeah, but it told you to fold it the other direction, and you folded it the other way first, and, and that's breaking. It back. The, and that's that's breaking the rules. It didn't breaking tell the you law, to breaking see, the law. This, <laughs> I I know that functionally you're right. I'm not going to say you're wrong to do that, but also <laughs> follow the rules, though. The rules, damn don't, it! Don't do it until it tells you to do it. I I zoom through it. And I'm like, okay, do those two. Fold, okay, do those. Two. And you're just like, oh, I've got. I'm doing this sheet of paper now. Fold them all. Oh, fold, 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 fold. <laughs> skip, 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 skip. Oh, well, that's how I roll this up. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah. Skip, 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 skip. Yeah, we we are very different with our methods. But uh, yeah, how how are you with that blaster? Ah, it's right. It's, it's um sturdier than I was expecting. It's it's a very satisfying like physical prop, right? The, I like the thunk on the clacker. Yeah, just... you you see what I mean in the the sort of way you pull the the pump action thing back mm-hmm. and it like ka-choom! And then you fire and it thuds nicely when you let the shot out. Yeah. It's it's weird that the trigger point isn't where you expect a trigger to be. You like press it with your thumb. Yes. Because all the way through the design I was like, yeah, that's going to be great because I'll have the like the triggery thing. <laughs> oh no, it's on my thumb. <laughs> Damn you controllers, it's, you expect all of my button presses to be with a thumb. It's it's not inherently bad, it's just not what you expect. No, um... Did, did, I was a bit concerned about like fast reloading because some of those games really want you to be knocking out shots. Yeah. Well, I was initially, and the more I've played with that blaster, I'm like, no, it really does seem to hold up pretty well to ka-chip, boom, ka-chip, boom, ka-chip, boom. Oh, faster than that. Yeah, I, I can't say it faster than oh, that, right. but very quickly, like, <laughs> pull, fire, pull, fire, pull, fire, pull, fire, pull, fire. Yeah. Um, have, um... Have, have you discovered the slow down time mechanic? No. Oh, you know the Joy-Con you put in the side of the gun, right. like ne- near the, the the switch system. Right. If you flip that down in its okay. rotating thing, time slows down, and you can like make Just a few eye shots people. with while well, time stopped, and then when you start time again, the bullets fly off. Ooh. So, I think that definitely helps if you're trying to 100 percent levels. Is okay. you're making some use of that. I shot some aliens. Yeah, including it's... a giant. Spider thing. Oh yeah. Although that was the only time I found that the um the the 
that it just started drifting. It was really drifting off to the left. Oh, goodness. And I, I ended up at one point, I was like, I during the boss battle, I don't know how to recalibrate this. Ah! So, you know what probably I, helped... You, you, oh. you tap, but... Um, well, I was going to say I'll, something different, which was, I was in a swivel chair, which meant that the drift didn't really bother me. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, I ended up sort of leaning over the back of the couch. <laughs> Trying to trying to get this thing, it's like I don't know. I'm now kneeling on the couch, facing the other way. What do you, you're, you're popping up out the trenches? I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that gun benefits from being played in a swivel chair, mm. so that you can spin around and not feel awkward. That's it. That's that's your that's your missing controller piece. Yeah, you need a swivel chair. That's part of <laughs> the lapo kit. I did find it knocked out my battery really quickly. What, your uh, console battery? Yeah. I didn't feel like I got more than, like, like the hour I spent on the actual Labo itself, mm. uh, or the build, and then, like, maybe an hour of playtime? Well, to be fair... I forget the, how yeah. short that battery is. Yeah, it's if you're doing anything that's, like, particularly intensive, and, like, you know, 60 frames a second visuals made twice is quite a lot to compute. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised it's a bit of a battery drainer. It's... Oh, yes. Yeah. I, but there's I, no way to just plug it in while it's No, in there. that's fair. There's no hole in the bottom of the cardboard that you can poke the charger up through. Oh, you know the thing you were talking about, about wanting a, a Labo? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw on my Twitter earlier. Yeah. Someone's um, done a 3D printed design. Is, is that the one that I retweeted? It might have been. It may, I may I have retweeted it, it onto well. your timeline. Yeah, no, that's the person who's making me I'll the Labo VR thing. That's really printed one. It looks very good. We're going to do an article about it on, on Kotaku UK. I'm heckin' excited. That's the thing I'm working I on. I imagine that's going to make life a lot freaking easier. Yeah, I, I, there's only one little grumble I have, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want it now, because I'm going on a plane soon. I want to play Labo on the plane in VR. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that... Just about in time for when that uh, Breath of the Wild VR update drops, uh, that hopefully I'll have a little 3D printed plastic uh, Labo VR, which, mm-hmm. you know the lenses that come with the actual Labo VR? Yeah. They've 3D printed it so you basically just pop those lenses in the front of the plastic one, Ooh. and that that's how your lenses work. Sh- 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 shiny. Yeah, it, it seems pretty good. I'm very excited. Mm. Um so yeah, oh, overall, did you enjoy that? That sh- the shooting game? Yeah, I mean, I need to try more of the shooting options, but yeah. I, I was enjoying the sort of the game it starts you on. Yeah, I, I, I got into that enough that I a hundred percented a couple of the levels in in trying to get all the aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's it's the most like actual gameplay that Labo has had. It's mm. like, oh, I'm actually doing things. Oh no, I'm doing a shoot. Are you looking at the other Labo pieces up there? I'm still looking at your piano, which I've never played. Wait, I, I will bring all the Labo things downstairs, and you can just mess around with them this week no. if you want. I'll just I'll leave them all in the living room and be like, here's the software, here's the things. Go nuts! Software. Yeah! I'll, I'll pile it up in the living room while I'm away. No. <laughs> I think to do while you're gone. <laughs> so, what else have you played? Uh, the only other thing I've, I've really been playing, I played very, very small amounts of, um, I played some of the Pokemon trading card game against myself. Okay. Um, I was, I was... Was I out? Uh, I, I, yeah, I did this because I, I, 
Yeah, it'll be known at this point by the time this goes up. I went to the Pokemon Champion, or I'm going to the Pokemon Championships in Germany, slash, for you, I, I have been there. Um, and I, I know that there's a new type of cards, which is tag battle cards, and I wanted to have a mess around and see how they work. Okay. So I did a bit of a mess around. Mm. Um, they are definitely very high risk reward. You lose three of your prize cards if one's knocked out, but. Gosh, they pretty strong. Wackens. Um And I played a little bit of Pokémon Tournament, which is the Pokémon fighting game by the Tekken people. Mm-hmm. That continues to be a very Tekken fighting game that, like... I I am surprised that game didn't get bigger in the fighting game scene. Like, it's, a, it's very much a serious fighting game mm. that just happens to have Pokémon in it. I don't think I've ever played it. Uh, it's... Have you played much Tekken in the past? I played Tekken two and three. <laughs> yeah, it's... I think they're up to what seven or eight now. Something like that. I, it reminded me most of I think it was Tekken Tag Tournament two. It was very similar to, but um, yeah, it's you. You have like two different move sets. You have like if you're close up, you've got a move set, and if you're at a distance, you've got like a ranged move set. Mm. So you've got to worry about you've got to think about your positioning and how close or far you are to the other player. While you think about your move set, mm. it's an interesting one. Uh, you played anything else? I played one other thing. <gasps> what was it? I'll tell you. <gasps> a game called Nice Slice on the uh, on the speech. Ah, oh, the the were they? Is is it what I'm thinking? It's about pleasantly behaved head lice. No, N- nice slice. Yes, nice. Slice. Oh, nice slice. Yes. I thought it was nice lice. No. Okay, nice so slice. So it's definitely not what you thought it was. Okay, no, is it about a happy slice of pizza? No. Okay, tell me what it's about. Uh, you are presented with various things on a on a chopping block, and you have to just tap the button to make your knife come down from the air, and if you hit the thing, you will slice bits off it, and if you miss the thing, you will lose time. If you run out of time, that is a run over. Okay. You earn money by chopping well, and the money can be used to buy different knives, which are largely based on on celebrity puns. Okay. Um, I think I got Kira Knifely, <laughs> um, which is like the first one you can unlock. Uh, I had looked through some of the others. Um, there's a Bob Marley one that's bought twenty. <laughs> of course. Um. Yeah. But it's boring. As yeah, fuck. it sounds like a clicker game. Essentially, it's a clicker game. Just you have to time when you do the clicking. Okay, so it's not just mashing. There's some timing. Yeah, because the knife moves back and forward across the scene. Uh, say if you if you hit a bit that's empty space or well, basically just not the important thing, you will lose points and time. Oh no! Yes, and when we run out of time, the game is over, and it's just like try again. <laughs> Uh, you can eventually earn money to get off the island. Yeah. There are achievements for doing certain tasks. This, this, it's boring. This sounds like the kind of thing that if it was on my phone, I might play it on the bus and go, yeah, I've got five minutes out of that. Yeah. But I don't necessarily want to boot up a console for. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Not very good. Is that everything you've played? That's everything I've played. Well then, time for this. From the makers of that feeling where you forgot something as soon as you walked into a room. And the uncanny feeling that you know someone, but not from where. 
comes spaces where time and rules feel somewhat unreal. Are you in an airport at 7am? Why not have a roast dinner for breakfast? Are you in a motorway service station? Why not sit eating a meal in your car while you watch a lorry driver sleep in their cab? If you're in a convention centre awaiting a panel with a big queue, why not take a daytime nap? That's spaces that exist outside of time itself. They're weird. Like, they just don't feel right. Right, right, right. Okay, who's got, um, who's got a story for today? Um, well, yeah, there's, there's a story I've been, uh, I've been working on about how the, the Duchess of Winchester, um, used her own ungloved hand to close the door of her car. Good grief, that's an absolute outrage. Yes, yes, uh, probably, uh, page four for that. Well, who else has got something? Um, um, I, I, I heard a rumour that David Beckham, um, he, he washed his own sheets. Washed his own sheets. Bloody outrage. Bloody outrage. I heard that Jerry Halliwell's nephew had been doing cocaine at, out the back of a Spice Girls gig that he wasn't invited to. Sure, sure, yes. Um, we'll stick that somewhere in the middle if uh, if we run out of anything else. Uh, any, any, any more interesting ideas? Anyone? Anyone? Um, um I've got an idea. Um... Yes, Junior. What have, what have we got? Um, I, I, I thought maybe we could do some coverage of the XR protests. The what? The XR protests. There's ones going on in London about the climate. You want to do coverage about Extinction Rebellion? Yes, I, I thought maybe we could cover them. Yes, I mean, we can say about how they're a menace and they're, they're grinding the country to a halt. I mean, London, but that's the only bit of the country we ever seem to care about. Um, I was I, I was actually thinking of a positive story about how important it is is that we we tackle climate change. You know that's not really how we do news around here. But, you uh, you might want to clear out your desk. In fact, but, yes, but, just you've probably got about five minutes before the security come and get you. But, but, Off but, you go the, now. The climate's heating uh, up at an alarming rate, and, and, and yes, and we're paid very 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 well to make sure that those stories don't get in the paper. Off you. But Toddle, you So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? What, what have I put in my eyes? Yes. Uh, again, not much. I've not watched a lot this week. Um, I watched a bunch of old clips from old Avengers Marvel movies because... Again, by the time that this goes up, we will have seen Avengers Endgame. We mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet, right? As a, as a, as of recording, That's correct. and I the thing that got me into this is a few people were sh- like sharing clips online that were like, "That's interesting." I mm, I, I wonder what if these scenes seem as relevant as they they appear to be. Uh, one was from Age of Ultron. Not a great film, but uh, there's a really interesting exchange from Tony Stark in it. Right. In which he name drops the name Endgame while talking about... Basically, it's an exchange between him and Captain America, and he t- he's talking about, like, you know, that up there, that's the Endgame. And, you know, if we don't stop it, like, we're all going to die. And it's like, oh, what do we do then? Well, we 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 keep we keep trying. We do things together. What What if we die when we're all trying together? Well, then we keep trying. And it seems like it's definitely trying to allude to the whole... Um, infin- in- Infinity War thing of like, hey, we're all gonna we're all gonna try and take down Thanos. Thanos, oh no, he killed us all. What do we do? Well, those of us that left, we keep going. We oh, okay. keep doing it. Um, yeah, and it just got me thinking about like, 
there's a lot of the MCU that I had forgotten. So I just went on YouTube and kept looking up compilations of like best moments from best moments from Ant-Man, most moving moment from uh, whatever film. Mm-hmm. That's that uh, the, the MCU has had some ups and downs, but there have been some really sweet moments in some of those films. Hmm. I forgot how many like actual moments of sincerity there were in some of the later Iron Man films. Hmm. Like Iron Man three in particular is like, oh 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 okay, you you just dealing with PTSD, okay? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I I was getting myself in a you know trying to get myself a little hyped up ready for Endgame. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? What have you watched? I watched a film called Mune. <gasps> What's Mune? Yeah. Um, so the Guardians of the Sun and Moon are retiring, and it's time to pick their replacements. <gasps> um, Sun Guardian is all, um, like, buff dude bro. Who's <laughs> trained for harpooning things. Who <laughs> wants to harpoon the sun, just like the original Guardian did. Because okay. that's what he's trained for. Um... And then you have uh, the... I can't remember what his name is. Uh, slightly sinister-looking bad guy. Uh, or bad guy type. Yeah. Um, who is has trained to be Guardian of the Moon. And at their ceremonies, the, um, the Sun King uh, or Sun Guardian nearly messes up by not being strong enough to hold up his uh, scepter properly oh, no. and shine the light upon the uh, the, the new guardian. Oh, no. And for the moon uh, ceremony, they nearly lost... Uh, well, they, they did sort of lose their original uh, person because this little goat thing is supposed to be the most pure-hearted creature there is <laughs> and they have to pick the new moon guardian. And rather than going and nuzzling the guy they'd selected, he just runs off to a bush where Mune was hiding and just, like, nuzzles. <laughs> um, anyway, there's this girl who lives between um, dusk and dawn. Or she lives in, in, in dawn and in dusk. Um, okay. Because she's sort of made of wax. Okay. So if she gets too hot, she'll melt completely. But if she if, at night time, they just freeze. Okay. Um, and her dad's super protective because apparently her mum melted at some point. Oh. Because she was an explorer. That's just... like, I want to do things! Yeah, but you can't because risk. Risk and risk bad. Protective parent. Overprotective parent. Um, so Mune's sort of first night on the job manages to lose the moon. Oh no. Um, the old guardian sort of vanished, uh, into, into a plant. <laughs> um, the the some oh, while the moon's gone, the sun guardian comes to go and sort of tell Mune off for being a bad moon guardian, and then someone steals the sun. Okay, hijinks ensue. Yeah, this sounds quite sweet. It's very sweet. Is this like a full length film? Is yeah, it? It's about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, that sounds lovely. Oh, well, have you watched? Uh, we watched a thing together this evening, or at least I watched part of it. You watched the whole thing. Yes. Uh, do you want do you want to tell us about what what you watched all of, and I caught like four episodes of? I watched uh, Rilakkuma and Kauru. This is that 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 sort of cute bear mascot. What I've seen on Rilakkuma, pencil cases and yeah. things at at, at Comic Con. It's a cute bear thing that you see in sort of. It's it's, it's very Japanese, so yeah. it gets picked up by sort of Comic Con. Yeah, it'll uh, be on badges and pins yeah. and bags and pencil cases and things. 
people interested in oh, phone charms. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's the story of this woman called Karu, who's a bit, um, a bit floaty and whimsical. Yeah. And she lives with like a duck slash chick thing. It lives in a bird cage, so I would guess like, like a, like a little, like, like canary. A yeah, maybe canary. But when it's, it definitely looks more like a duck. Yeah. Um, and then you have, um, like a big bear. Who is uh, Rilakkuma, the the mascot that is known? And then there's a smaller bear yeah. that has a little button on its so, chest. C- can I address the elephant in the room here? We're saying they're bears. We don't know that they're bears. We don't know that they're bears. It's, it's bear suits with visible zips on the back. Uh, well, Rilakkuma has a zip on the back, but the other one doesn't. Hmm. And yeah, the big bear has a zip on the back, and they're referred to as his onesies. Yes. I I want to assume there's a bear in there because that <laughs> creeps me out less than the thought that it's a that it's I don't know what you know in Ki- there. You know, Hello Kitty isn't a cat. Right? Yeah, I know, and that still that still freaks me out that Hello Kitty is like a a something in a cat costume. It's, it's a woman in a cat co- costume. Her yeah. real name is Kitty White. Yeah, that's that that still that still confuses me. I'm like, but 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 I think she lives in London. Which is yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah, that. that's a whole mind blower. But yeah. So anyway, the, the we'll, we'll call them bears because I don't want to think about the reality that yeah. this woman. Because the reality, if that's a human in that bear costume, that human just like wandered into her house and she's like, I guess he lives here now. Yeah. Which is less creepy if he's a bear. <laughs> at least then no it's less a, an, an animal walked into your house is at least like okay, that's an animal. That's what they do. I guess. They wander around. They do wander around. <laughs> as is their nature. Um yeah, and stuff ensues. She seems a little bit like um Redsko. Yeah, she's not but really less aggressive. Sh- yeah, she's she's not singing death metal, but she's equally like, I'm not sure what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, not and super happy with her job and She she wants to like improve where she's at in life, but she's not really sure how. Her family's yeah. not like her family's not great to her. No. And no. she just she 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 was a bit lonely, and then she met some some bears. Yeah, and she she likes cats, and there's aliens who have panda bears, and yeah. there's all sorts in there. It's it's all very adorably done. Like it's all stop motion, stop but motion. with lots of really nice material. Yeah, so looks. like um, Karu's uh, like clay. Most of the human characters are clay. Uh, the neighbour downstairs, who is voiced by Ash, Ash Ketchum. Yeah, Ver- Veronica Taylor. Taylor yeah. yeah. Um, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all uh, claymation, but the bears and the, the duck canary is sort um, of... is sort of like um, fuzzy felt. Yeah. At one point there's a little kiss on um, uh, Lakuma's like, cheek, and it's a little sort of Fuzzy felt kissing. Yeah, but there's some like some clear plastics and things mm-hmm. used in some places. It's it's just a, it's just a very visually appealing mix yeah. of textures. Yes, it kind of reminds me of Crafted World in that respect. Yeah, it does have that feel of like everything has like I can see what they made this out of. Yes. Um. Yeah, it was very sweet and lighthearted and yeah. just very easy watching. A bit weird in some places, but a little bit. 
there was a very depressing moment where where she she gets sad she gets thinking very very depressed thinking about what she's actually yeah worth. If, if I had like a if, if I had like a pound sign next to me and like a yeah. how much yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know if she had a, like a yen sign and like an amount next to her how much would she cost oh no she's falling into the literal pit of despair drowning she realizes and she's worthless struggling to breathe she is. Yeah. yeah, it got a bit dark for a second. And it's it like is. it's okay. She met some bears. Hey, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's sweet. It's a Netflix original based on that original Japanese character. So yeah, I want to see more of that. Maybe Same. yeah. Uh, where where will they move to? What do? Uh, what happen? Who who know? Indeed. Are they even real? I, who even knows? Indeed. So. <gasps> What else have you watched? That was one of mine as well. Well, I used it as one of mine because I've not watched anything else. I was going to watch a bunch of stuff today while I was working and then I had to go work somewhere that wasn't the home office. That's not quite on the podcast. I love you. It's okay. I love you too. Oh, I was explaining to the listeners why I hadn't watched anything. Well then, time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Our sponsor this week is Huber. Do you need to get somewhere in a hurry? And are you happy to get in the car with a complete stranger who has received minimal background checks? I was going to say yes to the first part, but... but um, ah! Try Huber! It's the car service where literally anyone could be driving in charge of your safety. Um, have they checked to make sure that they've not, you know, I don't know, like, done... Sexual crimes or being a bad driver or anything? No, they don't even need a license to get onboarded for this thing. They just click on the app and if they have a vehicle, they're willing to pick you up in. Uh, it could be literally anything. It doesn't even have to have passed its MOT. I mean, legally it does to drive on the road, but that's not a requirement for the app and to get paid through the app. Is it at least cheaper than a standard taxi company? It very much depends on how much the driver wants to charge you. Okay, what do I do if I want to get this oddly dangerous sounding service? Uh, head to uh, Google Play or uh, the Apple App Store and you can download the Huber app and just install that on your phone. Maybe want to give that a little bit of a virus check just in case. And then, you know, you just send, put your bank details in there. All sorted, and, and then you can just turn on your GPS location and, and hire, hire a Uber. But if you want 4% off, <gasps> for some reason, your first uh, Uber lift, not to be mistaken with lift, <laughs> you can get one right now, 4%, just go to the Uber app, download it, put all your bank details in, and then click on the promo code section and enter QNPS64. I just read the terms and conditions. That four percent off is they'll drop you off four percent before reaching your destination. That's not four percent off the price. It's four percent off what the price would have been to get where you were going. Try Huber. Huber. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi there. Hi. Hi. 
Uh, yeah, how's it going? Ah, as good as ever, you know. Uh, more more meetings where we fire all the employees to hire them back two weeks later on starter salaries. <laughs> and and zero-hour contracts. zero-hour contracts, of course. Of course, yeah. they'll be working 100 hours, but... Uh... Well, yeah, of course. So uh yeah, what's uh, what's new in the in the game? So so I've been I've been thinking of ways that we can uh you know wring more money out of people and sure. you know I think I think I got the latest uh, cost cutting measure on our end. It's not only going to cut costs but uh, it's also going to make us more money. Nice, nice. So so you know we got a couple of those uh, long running franchises that like you know everyone buys them. They're getting yeah, better the and space better. Space opera, shooty bang. Yeah, you know, I was I was thinking of the the the, the zombie shooty one we do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. zombie shooty one. So like everyone buys them because like they've yeah. been great for forever. So yeah. here's what I'm thinking: we cut some corners. Yeah. Next game we make, mm-hmm. we just make a bad one. We don't put the effort in. We just we 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 cut all the corners. We make a bad game. People will buy it, you see, because like. They, they they know the series. They'll yeah. buy it because they're like, it's that series. I love that series. They'll yeah. buy it, you know. And that, you know, I don't think it's going to lose any sales because everyone who likes that series can buy it. Then, and here's my masterstroke, I think. We make a good one after. Yeah. And we use the selling point that it's not the bad one we made. Right. To make it sell even better. Right. Okay. We call it a return to form. I love it. I love it. I have one other suggestion. Yeah. And we can kill... Multiple birds with a series of gunshots. Yeah. I think that's how that analogy goes. Uh, yeah. It's how it goes in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah. How about, you know, people talk about crunch and stuff and yeah. how that's um, morally ambiguous or, yeah. or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. they seem to think. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. So how about, like, this time when we're making this shit one, we... Make a whole thing about, oh, the no crunch periods for our staff, and, you know, they're gonna have, you know, a nice easy time <gasps> of it, and then, <sighs> you know, make, make, uh, really upsell it on the principles that we're, we're making the best possible game, and with, <laughs> you know, with, with the, with the, you know, no requirement <laughs> uh, for crunch or anything I like that. I see what you're doing here. And then at the end of it, we go, well, we tried a thing, it didn't work, uh, back to the crunch. Whoosh. Exactly, and then yeah. when the next one is good again, we can go see crunch was necessary for success. When really Absolutely. we didn't, and the fact it. that we'll give them six months less time to code it. Yeah, <laughs> you sir are fucking genius. I know. So, <sighs> what has slithered into your ears? Oh, my ears! I've forgotten what I've listened to. <laughs> oh, oh. So, should we talk about the thing we both listened to, and then the thing we left to go listen to instead? <laughs> uh, we intended to go to a John Double O Fleming gig uh, in Brighton. Yeah, how would you describe his his music? It's really melodic trance with like lots of beauty. So he's clearly somebody who actually likes music as a whole, rather than just trance. It's He's he's a person who does trance music that like definitely feels like it's going somewhere. It's got some progression. It's got melodies. Being it's trance. yeah, yeah. It's it it clearly has like trance at its core while incorporating the things that make other genres of music interesting, mm-hmm. rather than just this is some more trance. And rather than just the pony sound. Yeah, it's, it's never a good time when you walk into a trance night and within minutes I'm doing the pony, <laughs> the pony dance of just yeah. Oh, oh no, this is just 
trotting along. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 tried going along, and it, the evening was like lots and lots of trance, culminating in in Jean Double O Fleming or Juf playing at three a.m. Yeah. We what did. Time did we leave? Um, one a.m. <laughs> We got through maybe an hour of the the because we we skipped the first act of the night. Yeah, we, we didn't went get there till midnight. Yeah, we got there at midnight. And we were like, oh yeah, we'll do three hours of like you know the opening act. Got through an hour of it, and we're like, this is not the energy for us. It was very the crowd were a bit spiky. Yeah, the the first hour of it was very pony trance. It was very like we're sort of trotting trotting along, do 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 do. Nothing's really changing. Um, no one was dancing with each other, which is a thing that we're not really we're used, used to. to. Like people that will sort of stand in circles of some sort and sort yeah. of dance together. As a, this ever- was worship the DJ, Indeed. worship them. Yeah, which I was like, I, I, I can understand wanting to look that way. There are lots of very nice flashing lights, but don't ignore the people you came with. You right. know, have some camaraderie. Look at other people and go, yeah, we're we're both dancing. Yeah, it was more like going to like a met, like a, a live music gig. Yeah, but even then, like, there's a performer doing something interesting on stage. Like, there's there's only so much twiddling knobs I can watch. Yeah, twiddling knobs is a is a less visually engaging yeah. stimulus. Um. Yeah, we just weren't digging it, and like the 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 audience, the the crowd that were there at the on the evening, just like weren't we weren't gelling with them. Um, one of them especially not. Yeah, one of one of them definitely not. But mm. um, we we got about one a.m. and we were like, very sorry, friends, we came with. We love we, you. We, we love you, you, and we would love to have stayed for like the musician that we actually wanted to see. But both of us were like, we don't want to. We we don't want two more hours of being overheated in an overly loud room with people that we're not getting on with. And, and another one who just who'd come with us as well, who's yeah. more into side trance than trance trance. Yeah, she was like, I want to go. Like, well, then we should all go. Yeah, all three of us were like, all three of us were like, if we could have turned up at three a.m. and just seen John Double yeah. O, we'd have had a great time. Absolutely, we weren't having a good enough time to stick around. No. Sorry, Jeff. So we went home. <laughs> we went. We went back and we had a little. Uh, Party. party. We had a garden party. We put some nice, uh, colourful lights on. Yeah. We had a good old chin wag. We yeah. uh, we played some music. What did we listen to? Uh, well, first track we listened to was the uh, full album mix of Telemascus, uh A Brief History of Goa Trance, That's... which I believe we've mentioned on the show before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have. It's a good album. It is, especially when we wanted some, some Goa Trance rather than some just trance. Well, yeah, we all got home and were like... We didn't necessarily need this, but we needed something that, like this, actually felt like it was going somewhere and it was yeah. doing things, and it wasn't just like, "Oh, that was the drop, was it? That was it, was it? That, oh. that was ah, everyone lost their mind." I, I, I've listened to trap with more exciting drops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what else did we listen to other than? Um, well, there was a few sort of random tracks I put on later on. Um, we listened to uh, Azalea by Ben Briggs and Viola. Oh, yeah. Which is a chippy dance track. Um, and it's a remix of Pokemon's Brooding Forest track, I think. Yeah, I believe that's the one. It's definitely a, a Pokemon track. It's one of the ones that shows up really early in Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy. That's, Ooh. that's, I'm, I'm listening to it, I was like, I know that was a really early Pokemon Pinball level. <laughs> so I think it's Viridian Forest. I was going to say I don't think I've played it, but I definitely have now that I think about it. Yeah. I had it on the colour, maybe? Yeah, yeah. On the GBA? Yeah. Um, 
I I absolutely fucking love Pokemon Pinball. I never got very far in it, but I loved it. Pinball Mom. Yeah, this is a good little track. Yeah, I think we had a waltz like to that. Stuff. Oh, we did, didn't we? We, we, had, a, we had a waltz to some Pokemon Chip Tunes remix track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then we had a whole conversation about lesbians and who leads. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it is the eternal question. Well, who leads? <laughs> uh, what else? What else do you listen to? Uh, honestly, not a huge amount. Um. I did get listening to a podcast. I've started Ooh. listening to... Um, I jumped back into Ono, Ross and Carrie, which Ooh. I've not listened to in a while. Which, what they up to? So for anyone who's not aware of them, it's a podcast where two people, Ross and Carrie, will go and investigate something that might be a bit pseudoscientific or supernatural in nature and... Basically, breathing and... yeah, they go in with an open mind and they'll try the thing and they'll, you know, it's not that they're going in with the express aim of debunking. A lot of the time they'll debunk while they're there. But mm. like holotropic breathing was an interesting example in that that was one where it's like breathing to get high doesn't seem like it would work. I can't remember which. At least one of them had success with it. <laughs> Uh, but they also were then like, oh no, here is why you should never do this, is dangerous as fuck. Um, but no, currently they are investigating something called the Mental Bank, which, uh, at least where I'm up to, like, halfway through the second episode of their investigation, at its core, it's not a bad idea. It's basically, like, underpinned by the ideas of cognitive behavioral therapy. Right. It's basically this concept that some people are trying to sell, and they're not extorting people with it where it's basically just hey a lot of our actions and the way we think are based on subconscious processes we don't even think about mm. it's that sort of thing of if you if you get yourself into the right mindset of being like no this is this is how this thing will be and like convincing yourself to do things that will progress towards your goals mm -hmm. that'll generally change your behavior and help you to reach those goals so working on the whole blame it brain is plastic and you can remold it yeah that's like so so far like a lot of the concepts they've been told about are things like at, at its core it's not a bad idea it's like have goals that are a bit more you know lofty than you think you can actually attain and then try and push yourself towards them by doing things like they, they've got this weird system where you're supposed to like quantify the goal you want to reach in terms of a, a monetary amount and then you reward yourself with fake money in a notebook for doing your tasks for the day so like every time you do like you, you whatever tasks you're meant to do in the day, you you then get to knock off some some imaginary points towards your imaginary money total. It's a silly weird system, but the the core concept is, hey, if you have like a target, if you can like quantify your goal in terms of numbers, and doing tasks on your to do list every day gets you towards that number, it's easier to give yourself a motivation and go, yeah, I will do that today because that means I can get some extra points towards my total. Hmm. And Gamify it, your life. Yeah, it's it's gamifying your own thought processes and like the associations you have with like trying to get positive associations for tasks that you otherwise wouldn't want to do. Yeah. It's very like a lot of unlike a lot of these places they go to these people seem to, like, not be trying to sell this as anything it isn't. There's a lot of, like, 
oh, you can you can look at this as a spiritual thing if you want. You can look at it like this, or you can look at it as you know chemicals in your brain doing that. Mm-hmm. Both the you know whichever one works for you, go with that. It's oh. it does like maybe the shoe's gonna drop on the other foot, but I'm mm-hmm. like an episode and a half in, I'm like. There's not much actual science to this, and it feels like they're pulling some numbers out of their ass, but, like, inherently it doesn't seem dangerous or like it's exploiting people for money. Okay. Which is, like, yeah. More power to you in that case. Um, So, I've been listening to that, and I'm curious to hear how their investigation goes. What about you? What have you been listening to? Uh, We listened to another Ben Briggs track, Collecting Junk with Jemmy. (gasps) Oh, Yes. We've listened to this one many a time. We have. It's a very good track. Hoy, I'm Tammy. And this is my friend Tammy. And Tammy and Tammy and my business partner, Bob. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. It's very sweet. Little rap about Tammy. Yeah. Uh, 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 about. Collecting junk. Yeah. Spider cider, I'm your buyer. Yeah. Having having aspirations, but it's just too easy to be like, oh, I just want to buy things, though. Oh, well, I got a cool egg, but <laughs> yeah. all the stuff. If you've got no yeah. residue, I really got to have it. Yeah. It's... It's a real cute, bouncy little track. Well, it's it's Timmy Town track. This is Timmy, yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice remix of the ben, of the Timmy Timmy tune. Yeah. What else do you listen to? What's all I listen to? I can't think of anything else I listen to, honestly. Okay, I'll knock my last two out. Another track we listened to together was "Computers" by Rockman. A really sort of uplifting drum and bass track. Nice. A uh, little bit, little bit glitchy in there in places. Um, and the final track I listened to was uh, Steve Universe, the main theme extended. <gasps> oh, because I love that one. I listen to it an awful lot. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, I I did get confused initially because he had it in our list as Steven Unit. Yeah, I mistyped. <laughs> I I wasn't I sure if I wasn't sure if I'd. Uh, I was like, what, what is this Steven Unit? We should listen to the Steven Unit show. <laughs> yes. Mm. So then, <gasps> time for this. <gasps> this is a public information film. This week, as the weather is warming up, it is time to think about how best to care for the goth in your life. Make sure they sit inside the shade. Their black clothing may heat up in direct sunlight. And by putting them in the shade, you not only protect them, but you also increase their dark image. Consider perhaps a lacy parasol. Don't forget to check the sun protection factor of that corpse makeup. Make sure that it is at least factor 30, and you too can ensure that your goth will not get an unsightly shade of red when they should be as pale as the grave. Indeed. In order to make sure that your goth remains well hydrated, make sure that their coffin-shaped backpack contains a bottle of water in the shape of a bat. That way, when they are sucking the juice from the watered container, they will feel much more dark and metal. Indeed. You may wish to chill the water first, just to ensure... The optimal hydration. This has been a public information film. Remember, goths die in hot cars. Well, Commander, are you ready for your mission? Uh, as, as ready as I'm ever going to be. I mean, we're desperately concerned about that kaiju out there. It's been it's been rampaging through the cities, stepping on cars and kicking all sorts of things down. It looks mighty upset. Well, I've, I pilot the most advanced mech in the fleet. There's no way they can stand up to the, the technical capabilities I've got on store here. Okay, well, if, you, if you're sure, sir, you're, you're all ready to go. Yep, wiring into the neural interface now. 
Powered up. Right, right, okay, okay, here it goes. Uh, coming up on that kaiju, sir. Yep, yep, I'm making sure that my, uh, neur- my, my neural interface is fully linked up so I can, uh, you know, have full control of this map ready to do what needs to be done. It's coming straight for you, sir. Okay, okay, here it is, it's time. Activating, I'm, I'm pumping the key in the lock, I'm hitting the button. Would, 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 would you like a hug? I, my my mech's very advanced. I can I can do hugs without squashing too much. I know it's scary being big. <sighs> you feeling better? Okay, you gotta go home. Okay, thankfully we saved. Well, most of the people. I really should have been more careful to tell the kaiju to step in its own footprint so it didn't kill anyone else on the way off. This is usually where we would have story time, but due to my entire fuck-up of forgetting to put out the thread and not having enough leftovers, we will instead be bringing you Brosho Justice Warriors! Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How's it going, mate? That's going all right. It's going all right. How's your uh, How's your week, Pete? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. You know, just uh, getting on. Uh, went down to London, joined the uh, XR protests. Oh, how'd that go? How'd yeah, that go? it was. Uh, it was. It's nice to see those people gathering together. Very important. I think. Yeah. So we're showing some solidarity while you know trying to do some good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, one thing has been uh, annoying me. I've, I've seen a lot recently. Um, yeah. Just people just kink shaming people because there's, oh, there's yeah, there'll yeah. be something in the in the news about some celebrity they don't like or famous person they don't like who's you know a- allegedly supposed to have some kink, and then they'll go like, "Oh, that's disgusting! Oh, can you think of that?" And and this net and the other, and it's. You know, you don't know who's around, and yeah. as long as those kinks aren't hurting anyone, or you know, not unconsensually hurting anyone. I mean, no, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, you say yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. You're, you're, absolutely, you're quite right. Yeah, but as long as they're not doing any, you know, you know, unwanted harm, physical damage. Yeah, not doing any physical or emotional damage that you know cannot be properly consented to. Absolutely. Then you know. Yeah, who's he hurting? I, exactly. I, I, I saw an example of this the other day. I was in a... I, there's a Facebook group I was in, and yeah. uh, I, someone shared a video that was uh, some pony play of people that, uh, oh, right, yeah. you know, will dress up like show ponies and might do some, you know, running through the slaloms, jumping over... Uh, Jumping over the bars. Well, so I think that's considerably yeah. less cruel than doing it to fucking horses. Well, exactly. You know, humans, human beings can ex- can consent and whatnot, yeah. and they're not going to get shot if they break their leg doing it. But uh, yeah, it was what I saw. I saw this video being shared, and they were clearly all having a wonderful time. They had some great outfits. Oh yeah, uh, they, they really yeah. go for it. You know, like I've, yeah. and, and some of the um, like the the riding traps they make for make for pony play. Uh, you know, I think that's a you know nice bit of engineering. Yeah, you yeah. see, here's the thing: it's like that's that's not my kink at all. It's not my kink. No, no, but, no. no. but there was a lot of people in the comments being like <laughs> having a bit of a laugh. And I was like, honestly, mate, if they're having fun and they're not hurting anyone, why are you harshing their mellow? Like, exactly. You know, and not only that, but like maybe there are people in the, in the the comments there who are who are in the pony play, yeah. and all they're getting is is. 
people taking the mick out of them. Yeah, making them feel like monsters for again something that's harmless and that they, you know, bring some joy. Because like, here's how I always think about other people's kinks. It's like the world is miserable enough as it is. If you can find something, no matter what it is, that doesn't hurt nobody, and you go, yeah, this helps distract me from the miserable existence that is being on a planet that's slowly burning. Yeah. And, you know, with fascism rising and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. If if your thing is you want to dress up like a pony or you want, you know, sit on balloons until they pop and that's what gets you off, you know, whatever your thing, who's it hurting? Exactly. Uh, There was was one I had recently, a friend of mine sort of, um, they were getting a bit upset with a group of people who were going on about this, you know, the the Trump P tape that's been going on for ages. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's very into water sports, but not like public about it. She's yeah, only yeah, mentioned yeah. it to a few people, and like, so essentially, what everyone's saying every time they're going, Trump P tape, blah blah blah. Yeah. It really, all they're doing is just ripping on her for something that does absolutely no harm. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, you know, if it's something like a P tape thing, it's like. Why are you why are you ragging on Trump for that? Rag on him for his, you know, fascist, you know, his inhumanity and his policies that are helping the rise of fascism. Like there are actual things to show him about. Exactly. Like, everyone's like, uh, uh, you want to get peed, you want to do pee and it's like, well so what if he does? That's not hurting anyone. His policies are hurting people. Exactly. That's what we should be, you know, we should be focusing our attention on. Absolutely, mate. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've uh, covered that one, haven't we? Oh, I think we have. Yeah, yeah you know, what we do, where we take yeah. a few minutes and then we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah. How's that bug? Oh, it's a good yeah. one. For a second, I forgot, but, you know, if someone were listening to this, they'd need to know that we we started the hug. Well, I mean, if that's what they're into. Yeah. They're not hurting me. <laughs> no, I me. I consent to being listened to. I consent to being listened to. <laughs> That sounded really seedy. <laughs> yeah, that was a good arc. It was a good arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't break character for a minute or nothing. Not a moment. <laughs> you want to go have that cup of tea? Yeah, I'll put the kettle on. Yeah. So, Laura. Yeah. Very confused on the internet, darling. And Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Much everywhere? Yeah, Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday at kotaku.co.uk. You can find my books, Uncomfortable Labels, comes out on July 18th. Um, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. We finished that. We're waiting for an estimate of when it will come out, probably a bit later in the summer. Mm -hmm. I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, and five. If you need reminders of what those seasons are about, come look at my tattoos, because I've got one for each season. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you? Where can I be found? I'm on uh, YouTube and Twitter as Maniac Janiac. I'm on twitch.tv slash Janiac. I'm on stonedmonkeyradio.blog, where I recently put up my review... Staxel, it was not glowing. <laughs> um, yeah. I can be found on facebook.com forward slash don't monkey radio if you want to join the chat there. We have a Discord. If you hit me up on Twitter, I will send you an invite link to that for the lovely six potatoes. And if you want to send me money, it's paypal.me slash jane magnet or patreon.com slash don't monkey radio. I don't have any Patreons yet. I don't really want any. I just did it to try and avoid the charges. So there we go. Yeah. So, Laura, darling, me. Until next time, be a stranger.
<laughs> you make an adorable kaiju. 